so it's called I'm All Ears. Yep. Yeah, it's on now. Yep. Uh, testing out the sound. <laughs> the guest needs to do the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a bit like what Josh Earl does. He asks you to tell... tell uh... Oh, okay, mate. None of my ideas are original. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Hey, I'm Ben Searle, one half of the I'm All Ears podcast. The other half is, of course, Aaron Gox. Before we have our first guest on, uh, Aaron and I got together and recorded a pilot episode so you can sort of get to know us a little bit better, find out what we're about. Um, So yeah, Goxie and I had a good chat. It's coming up right now. The two of us, both uh, comedians, um, give you a bit of a background of us. Um, Yep. (laughs) Uh, I'm 34 years old, I'm a dad with two kids, I live in Ballarat, Victoria, originally from Brisbane. Oh, what else can I say? I've seen a lot. (laughs) How long have you been doing comedy for? Oh, too long. Um, (laughs) About 10 years, a bit more actually, 11, 11, 12. (laughs) When it gets over 10, you just... It all starts to fade into one. Yeah. Um, What else? Oh... Work-wise, just done done a lot of different jobs actually. Labouring, a lot of labouring over years, warehouse and stuff. I was a taxi driver for a bit, a um, couple of years actually. Was that up in Brisbane? Yeah, yeah. I actually moved down to Melbourne about five years ago, something like that, 2014 sort of thing. A lot of these dates are quite loose. And I try. I wanted to be a taxi driver actually and I failed the test. <laughs> So I was like, damn it. No, what just keep what do they get to get you to do? Like It was um it can, was like a Can you flick GPS? Yeah, it was a crazy t- test actually because it was right around the time of people getting real pissed off with like how bad they Taxis are. So I were, guess they're yeah. like, "All right, we better and the classic like what's it called when people respond like a knee-jerk reaction, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. "Well, we made it too easy. Let's make it ridiculously hard and it was a crazy it was like all right these four suburbs of melbourne like rank them in order of furthest from the city to closest sort of thing uh, okay yeah yeah it was like pretty hard and i was like well that's like in in london the all the cab drivers have to learn what they call the knowledge and it's just like every street in london they just like analyze it and they say that because they have to remember that the the taxi drivers in london are like really switched on because they just got they just know how to get everywhere. Um, I feel like the standards are not quite as high here. Yeah. The ranking the suburbs from distance is, is I guess it's a former test. <laughs> yeah. No, it was pretty crazy because I was like, I had real hopes of like, and, and I thought it could tie in with the comedy stuff too. It was like yeah. getting some good yarns and, and like. Well, didn't, uh, I think Lawrence Mooney did that for one of his shows. He went and, Became a cab driver for a bit and just sounds like the moon man. <laughs> <laughs> it's right up his alley. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, what else uh, with background? Um, sports, love sports. Uh, played a lot of different sports over the years. Um, a lot of people wouldn't know that about me. Um, rugby league was a big part because I'm from Brisbane, so a big part of growing up was rugby league. Played that for almost ten years. Played a bit of American football. How did you go with the American football? Was that... Yeah, it was interesting because I played defense. Mm. So I was just tackled. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a really weird trying to deal with the mental part of the game because it's like you want to play, yeah. but that means your team isn't doing well if you're on the field. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's that battle in your mind of like, do I want to be playing on the field or do I want the team doing well? And ultimately... I guess that's the the question, isn't it? Wanting like, to play one. <laughs> well, you're only going to get better if you 
if you play. Yeah. But to do that, your team has to do shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by having you in it. But it could, like, you know, if we got it, if we did an intercept and run it back for a touchdown, that's the best <laughs> of both worlds. Like, <laughs> I feel like maybe you could have been the team's sec- secret weapon where, um, you know, they brought you in, you're just like battler. They just need you to do the big final touchdown in the game and, you know, everyone's celebrating like a real movie moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a lot of, and like the funny thing with the sports I've played, I've always been um, put into like the, the kind of like, it sounds a bit mean, but like the dumb position because <laughs> mine was nose tackle, which is like right over the guy that, the guy that starts with the ball is called center. You, you know, like he snaps it sort of thing. That's That's what it's called when they start it. And, so basically, the coach just said when he start, snaps that ball, like go for him, like really. So you just and, I, and even in other sports, I've had like kind of like, like you know, last couple of years I tried to play footy, Australian footy, you know, and mm. it was like sort of like forward pocket, which is like you know, see it, get it, sort of. You know, <laughs> there's no like kind of with other positions where there's like tactics and. Stuff. Would you say AFL is your number one sport that you enjoy, or? Yeah, um, probably. I, I've uh, kind of like the second half of my life. I've really had an awakening and gotten into <laughs> it. And but yeah, it's it's quite. And I always before I moved down here, I wondered what it'd be like to be in the heart of it, and it's quite crazy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for several months a year. That's kind of all anyone is talking about. That's all anyone is doing. Like, it's a great time of year. Like, I guess uh, I go for Melbourne and, you know, a couple of years ago we... That's the real reason we started this, just to get two (laughs) battlers together. Because I'm a St. Kilda for those who don't St. Kilda fan. But, like, yeah, no, it was... um, Because I got... uh, My dad's originally from Melbourne, so his family side has always lived down here. He was the only one to move away. So my whole life we always came to Melbourne like once right. a year for a family holiday sort of thing. So I got that like little taste, like a week yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and all, like family functions, weddings, where there was always like, when there was a speech, it was like, welcome to the family, even though you're a Collingwood supporter. And that, that whole like... Classic. But I yeah. always, I didn't know if it was like... <laughs> Serious. Well, yeah, there was like, because there was like, you know, there's a little bit of joking, but there's also like the... Yeah. The... What do you call that? That passionate support really does run. Well, it's uh, not like overseas sports where it's like, oh, you can be in the wrong part of town with the wrong colours and <laughs> get yourself in a mischief. But it it is, does get pretty heated, you know. Well, I think that's. Uh, I did a few. A uh, friend of mine owned a photography business where they had like these photo booths at weddings. So I went to a lot of weddings doing that over probably about two months. I was just doing it casually, and. That was like a main feature in always like the best man's speech or the dad's speech. There was always some reference to footy in there like, oh, yeah. we love her even though she goes for... <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's a real trope of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and also, um, and like obviously um, being involved in, in comedy, music and stuff over the years, the arts as I'd say, you do meet these kind of like... The, there's the anti-sport people and then but it's also cool meeting the people who love the sport as well kind of thing and like love footy and 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 love it as well so yeah. i always wondered what it was like more for the the people actually in it because like because i grew up with rugby league and so be kind of become a not 
um, didn't hate it. That's not the right word, but a little bit of like too too like much in the bubble, you know. Like, well, I think definitely like growing like up in the Melbourne kind of punk scene and stuff like that. Definitely noticed that it was a real turnaround in people. I felt like it was uncool if you're into punk music to like sport. Yeah. And then there was this kind of shift around, I don't know, early 2009, yeah. uh, 2009, 2010. More people got way into their sport where it's like people realize like, oh, no, you can actually like yeah. both. Like they're not and mutually I, exclusive. And I think, um, yeah, because that's, that's what I was trying to say is is the looking in from the outside where I was only seeing a very like simplified, like, you yeah. know, like the, the bits that I wanted. I guess rose, is it the same? Rose tinted, rose colored glasses. Either yeah. one of them, whatever the rose glasses are. <laughs> I was only seeing that and I was like, you know, like the colors people wear and the scarves and, and the songs and, and then the, but the people who are actually in it see the, they're going to high school with the jocks and that. And yeah. Because that's, that's how I kind of felt with rugby league is where people looking in from the outside. I've noticed like a lot of, because you know you um, you got mates from like up north and that you yeah know? yeah and, yeah, um, they joke about like you know like maroons and forex and all that and <laughs> and it's like the ironic or whatever and for me it's like yeah but when you live live with it around you it gets it's a not bit quite as that. ironic yeah. yeah well I feel like that all stemmed from that uh, what was it euphoric. <laughs> Queenslander yeah, yeah. memes or whatever it was, all the mangoes and all that. Yeah. yeah, that that was like a real thing for a while. Well, like that's the, like that's probably a big part of is the internet. It make me sound old. And, <laughs> I know it's been around for a while now, and we're currently using a, a format of <laughs> but um, one part of the internet. No, yeah, but like groups, you know, where like these Facebook groups. You've probably seen me arguing on them, and uh, like <laughs> they you link people up across the country you never would have and. Yeah, and I, it makes you realize you're not like a weirdo and outcast because you like music and and, and comedy sport. and sports and yeah. Well, having like a, a friend of mine started like a punk specific sports group for anyone yeah. to talk about sports and there's like AFL specific groups for like people who are into music to post. I always find it a bit of a spin out when I see like a current comedian I know arguing with an old punk dude I know yeah, yeah. on the same footy and, forum. And these like <laughs> legendary punk guys like that you hear like set up the 80s SB scene <laughs> or whatever going like, fuck you, your team sucks. Like, <laughs> I guess there's nothing more punk than that. But Yeah. But yeah, uh, so this is a very long intro. <laughs> so um, comedian... Uh, a lot of jobs, uh, sports, a lot of sports over years. Um, what's the next thing? Get to uh, music, big music fan, which I always find a weird thing to say is like, yeah, like I, I'm not trying to say I'm an odd person. I, I like music, music's <laughs> all right. It's a good thing to listen to. One of the to. most popular things in life. But I'm when actually, I, no, what I'm trying to say is when I say that, I like a lot of things in my life, I don't just get into it in half measures. I really got into it. So it was like, so, so like grade seven, I reckon I was a. I was like, everyone's into the pop and stuff, Backstreet mm. Boys, and me and this one other dude, we we're the only like sort of alternative, yeah, sort for of sure. Dude. So I remember I had like a Spider Bait CD. That was the first CD I bought, and you know, like Calypso, Buy Me a Pony, and all that. And it was like, I remember putting that because you used to. This was before CD CD burning, so you used to um, copy it onto a cassette. Yeah, and so I copied that onto a cassette for my mate Sam Sam Rose. And 
um, he put on a cassette for me, Silverchair Freak Show on one side and Bloodhound Gang on the other side. And there's like, you know, I know it's pretty lame to think oh, I'm cool and everyone, but this is pretty <laughs> fucking cool for grade seven, you know? And like, so that's what I'm just saying. Like, pretty, pretty early I got into the kind of like weirder sort of music and, and also like started going to gigs as well. Like all right, pretty super early. Like yeah. my very first gig was uh, 98. The Living End, Prisoner Society Tour. Hell yeah. And I was like 13. Me and my friends were so small. And looking back, we didn't think of it at the time, like, oh, how small are we? But we can remember these older dudes, like, like hell, like, you Helping know, like, you good on you, the next generation. Yeah, like, hell yeah, little fella sort of thing. Because like 13, grade eight, you're not that, if you see the kids now, yeah, you know, if you're hanging outside of school. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, i got to pick up my kids from school. That's when I see them. But yeah, like... Well, it's the funny, kids like are small, great A, you know. <laughs> mentioning like the Living End, like that was one of the bands that I got really into. Like seeing the video clip on Rage, my dad bought me one of the CDs and was like already into that kind of music a little bit. But the other day, I had a really surreal experience of being in the ice cream shop near my house in Fitzroy North, and the bass player from the Living End was in there with Hell his yeah. kids, <laughs> and like he still kind of looks like a rocker, like he's got denim jacket, all that sort of stuff. But it's like. What a crazy world we live in where, you know, you can be listening to some band, watching them on Rage, yeah. and then he's just in the ice cream shop near your house. Well, that uh, was like, for me, living in Brisbane, and I was like, always heard about the, like, the amazing Melbourne scene. I was like, <laughs> yeah, what's, what must be like so many bands down there, and it must be so good. And then, but yeah, like I said, the reason I say music, and I know it's not that weird thing to be in it, but because of how it kind of, shaped my upbringing where i was like i found out about these bands and i just started going to these local gigs and it really like i was a bit of a loner so i was going to a lot of gigs by myself but like when the weekends would come you know most i was going to a lot of all ages gigs going out to these gigs by myself and that kind of shapes how you how you see things and for sure like yeah i, I remember definitely being like into that kind of music but then left school and was kind of hanging with some mates that were more like jock footy kind of guys if you want to yeah. call it that and it wasn't till i was like 18 and i started hanging out with a mate of mine and his older brother had like a metal band and we'd constantly go and start seeing all their shows and i sort of moved away from that going to parties and stuff on the weekend and then was just exclusively like spending all my time at music venues after that yeah like maybe one weekend i'd see like three or four gigs and just would just couldn't see enough of it and i guess that really shaped like for the next few years, like just went to see bands, went to like Poison City Weekender, yeah. all that sort of stuff, and then played in bands. And that's that's the kind of yeah, that's what I mean by as cheesy as as cheesy as it sounds to say I'm into music. It can really like shape your life because it kind of takes over. Yeah. And I was like, like I was saying, I don't half get into things. I'm to the point of. I actually had to like really tone it back because I became a collector. I was like collecting all vinyl and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And really obsessive. The most obses- oh, the most obsessive point. It's pretty cringy to think about. But I was big into scar. And <laughs> see, I'm I'm lucky. I did. I, I, I kind of missed that. Well, maybe not lucky. I mean, yeah, everyone yeah. is into scar. You didn't have so- a, you, you missed your skanking years. You know? <laughs> but like. No, but the cra- most obsessive point. So my favorite band was called Less Than Jake. Yep. And I followed them around on their tour. Like I, so I drove. I think the, f- can't remember exactly, but it was like the first night was like Melbourne. So I drove down all the way there from Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then like, and they were like night 
not there was no spacing. It was night after night gigs, and I'd drive to the next one. It was like Sydney, right? And I would have been like so tired. It was like would have been real dangerous, but because it was just stupid obsessive. Was like, it's like it sounds silly, but like that saying, like if you what? know if something falls in the woods and you're not there. So I was like, I had to. It was like this is my favorite band. They're in the country. I right, bet it, it's I bet wrong it to miss the gig or what? It was silly, but yeah. Well, it's that thing of like you think you're going to miss out on something. Like yeah, yeah you're going to miss the one show where. And I think that's for me. Like I had a stage where I I just thought I, I can't miss a show. I can't yeah. miss a band playing on the weekend. And I guess it's funny for you to think that back then it's like I might not never get a chance to see less than Jake yeah. Pennywise ever again. Yeah. And now they play here almost <laughs> every couple of months. But it's funny as like I know this will sound a bit really deep and cheesy deep and meaningful sort of but that's what the way i saw that stuff has really shaped how i wanted to be with what i do because i just always thought that feeling i had for artists and that imagine if someone could have that for me which sounds yeah. like cheesy but it's like and that so i always just thought i don't want to be gone through the motions because i saw these comedians in the local scene i was on who were like just like bland joke joke just to get that next job and yeah. it's like yeah it's good to get gigs get 50 bucks 100 bucks but i want to be don't want to go through the motions and just be like so do like, something hey. a bit different yeah like, yeah try, I, try I and be memorable so yeah i think for me definitely playing i played in a couple of bands for a few years one was called kissing booth and one was called crush no and, ads, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Check us out on uh, Spotify. Mate, Bandcamp. your intro's coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the big thing for me is like coming over to comedy, it was very much like with with punk stuff, you, you book your own gigs, you'd have you'd lock it in with the venue, you'd have someone doing your merch and like one yeah. of the band members doing that. And then coming over to comedy, it's like, oh, now you have to ask other people to go on lineups and stuff yeah. like it's a bit more of a it's very structured and yeah very structured it's less well, that's like, what i wanted to sort of say about my background and things because it does shape the way and a bit like what you said i think we have a similar view because that it shapes diy the way, ethic yeah, yeah. How i see things to and sometimes positively and sometimes not and it can get us into trouble because we don't do things the way they're done on in other <laughs> circuits you know well, one scene expects things to be, you know what I mean? And I even like, yeah. It's interesting, like seeing some comedians that do, you know, they don't do the, the standard gigs and they just put their own shows on and they've got a big online presence. Yeah. So I, I think some people sort of get their back up a bit thinking that, oh, you know, they're not doing it the way they should. Yeah, Whereas I suppose yeah. that's, uh, you know, that's what punk's all about. Just doing it your own way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think I've, pretty much done my core sort of intro so frizzy boy in victoria now comedian sports work music family dad family dad no family dad. <laughs> I'm a dad with a family um yeah do you want to give us a bit of yours solo <laughs> if there's yeah. any time left sorry uh, to hog all the <laughs> uh yeah well i'm well, i guess that's kind of how we know each other through comedy mm. but i i think as i started to get you to know a bit more about you would realize that we actually knew a lot of the same people from music and stuff as well. Yeah. Where I guess I always found that. But see, with sorry to interrupt you, but like, <laughs> but yeah, like I I would go to the occasional gig and stuff. In yeah. So there's that little bit of overlap, but having the kids and stuff, I was a bit of a suburban dad, so I wasn't 
wasn't as into the punk scene as I was back in the day, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, so there's that bit of crossover and yeah, I guess I've been doing comedy for about four years now. Uh, started in J- July 2015, uh, just inspired by, you know, going starting to see local comedy around Melbourne. Uh, I guess I always wanted to give it a go and then it was it's sort of funny with punk like I guess I it was very easy to see where the gigs were and how to start out whereas that wasn't always obvious with comedy like you see the top level like comedy festival and it's just a bit bit blurry about where the rest of it is like where yeah. open mics are and I guess the internet's really changed that where it's easier to I think it's way easier to get into comedy now because you can find out where the spots are to try it yeah. But, um, yeah, I started just going to sign-up gigs and been doing it for a little while now. And, yeah, I love it. And Do you, but, do you think it's a, a lot bigger of a melting pot compared to me? Because you might just work within a couple of genres, sub-genres in music. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Like, I think... I remember back in Brizzy, like, a big sandwich between, like, a magician and a <laughs> telling it how it is comedian. yeah. I and think, then here I am talking about eating pies and stuff. <laughs> well, I think comedy, it it doesn't have... I think it's happening more now, but you're, you're all in the mix together. Whereas with music, you can definitely have shows that are just one type of band or it's not that mixed. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Like, I think yeah. it's good to kind of have a bit of variety on lineups and stuff like that, for particularly for music. Like, seeing like... 10 heavy metal bands in one day is kind of a bit... Well, there's always a... Um, people have a... There's like a talking point that people raise sometimes about um, sort of being forced to do something. Like, so if you're in a small town, like some yeah. great performers come out of like a small town because it's like, you got to like really work hard to stand out. And oh, people sure. used to say that about Brisbane and how tough and hard it was. They'd say it toughens you up and mate. And I, I was like... Well, I'd rather just have good gigs. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm sick of this toughness. So I don't want to be tough. But then uh, looking back, I guess it was, whereas that I was so determined to just not not just do enough to just get a gig, you know? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've definitely found that it is, a, I guess with comedy, like you have to do a lot more because I, I know I played in a lot of bands for a few years. I played bass and I sang in a few bands as well. And it's it's just easier to promote yourself because you can record a song and have it sound really good and just put it up online and get a bit of a following that way. Whereas with comedy, you really have to be like hitting hitting the gigs and really putting yeah. yourself out there. And we were talking a bit about that the other day where, you know, you started off putting your videos up online and yeah, you just got to put yourself out there because it's like, what's the yeah. worst that's going to happen? You know, yeah, you know exactly. people might not like it, but at least you're kind of giving it a go. Yeah, and like, um, there's definitely a lot of differences in the circuits, but some similarities. But like, I always thought, um, I was just kind of like jealous of music that they seems to me, but this might not be the case. That like some subgenres have a, you go to a city and you know that they're going to come along. Like, yeah, for I, sure. You don't really know if that exists in comedy. It's like, if I go to Adelaide, it's like Adelaide comedy fans going to come across compared to like, if you went there. With a street punk band and the... The street punks will come out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I definitely found it's a bit easier when you go with with bands. You can kind of capitalize off who the local bands are by putting them on 
and then they will bring their mates and yeah. they'll kind of be aware that you're you're playing a gig. But it definitely, I think it's a bit more brutal kind of going interstate with a band if people don't show up. Yeah. Like <laughs> you've traveled all that way, taken all your gear and then like you might play a show to 12 people or something like yeah. that. 12 pairs. I went up to North Queensland with this kind of like oh, crust punks. Well, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Leftover cracks or... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I was like... Because I had years away from the local scene and come back and my mates were in that kind of scene in Brisbane. Right. So I like got into that in this like... It was like kind of like my second part of mm. my music scene sort of life after a few years away. Anyway, they... They went up North Queensland, which is like a massive drive. And I was just like, this is the early days of me doing comedy. And I was just like, yep, I'm coming. And I hopped in the car room. And yeah, it was just like in the backyard of houses and yeah, like, yeah, tiny little gigs. And it was like, but that kind of like, that was an early seed for me of for like just putting yourself out there doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think kind of like you don't necessarily have to, you know, do it the old school way of like trying to beg to get on at big clubs and stuff like that. I mean, you can just put your own things on and, and see yeah. how they go. It, it's sort of interesting. Yeah. Cause coming from, from punk music, like I remember mates of mine from up North telling me about like metal bands and stuff playing in Rockhampton and just trying to really get those scenes going in places where you wouldn't really expect it. Yeah. Um, I guess it sort of shows that if you do something unique and, you're sort of true to yourself people will kind of identify with that yeah totally um how do you what is your relationship to music like now like we you, we were talking a bit before about music festivals um well i guess yeah it sounds like an easy cop out but but being a dad <laughs> it is hard to get away to go out to stuff so i don't get out to things a lot but i do a bit of um I get some pretty good support from from a few bands in the music industry, which is really cool. So I've been able to do a few like music clips, uh, tours, stuff like that, which is um, really awesome. And yeah, I get out to some things here and there, <laughs> um, not as much as I like. But yeah, I've I've definitely lost lost track of like what's happening yeah. in local circuits and stuff. Are you? That's what I mean. The difference between. Like what? That's what I said when I turned thirteen. I was just like heavily got into it. Yeah, I'd get the street press, which isn't as big as it was back then, and check out the gigs that are on, keep an eye on it, and like you know, and like follow some bands around, and not as insanely as like Less Than Jay, but there was <laughs> there's some Brisbane bands that would have got sick of seeing me there because I was like, <laughs> there's a pop punk band called Girls Jams. I think I I think I added up. I saw them like almost like. Between 20 and 30, which is a lot to see a bit. Yeah, the, I would definitely have um, some of those. Like, um, I was big into uh, a friend of ours, Jamie Hay, had a band, a Death yeah, in the Family, for a while. And uh, I, I reckon there was a time there where I went to every one of their gigs and um, have since seen them play a few reunion shows. And it's like, wow, like, it uh, made me think that this band went away and then came back for a union I am sort of getting pretty old now or getting yeah. far away from being into that life of going to gigs almost every weekend. Yeah. But a lot, of, yeah, it's like a lot of them, a lot of bands they are, because they are people, <laughs> so they <laughs> move on in life and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the reunion thing's huge, like the nostalgia sort of thing, you know? Well, it was interesting. I went to a gig to see Friends or Rom a couple of 
couple of weeks ago, play at the Corner Hotel, and yeah. it was really interesting seeing the crowd, like definitely an older crowd now. There were some younger people there, but I was like, yeah. oh, okay, this band's like been around for ages now. Yeah. <laughs> like they've been around for so long. It feels, they feel like one of those ones where it's, I don't know, it's a bit stupid to talk about, but it's like, because there's people like us who are fully into music, we always think, like, how can you just stop with one? Like, you got to go and explore more. But that, that's one of those type bands where, like, that'll just quench people's first. Like, they'll just... They'll just go to that gig like and then or, not yeah. go to one for ages. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which yeah. I can't really talk... I just admitted that I don't go to a lot. But <laughs> I, I used to be like that. I'm, I'm trying to get less judgy like that because I used to be like that with, like, kind of like... I hate using, um, you know, putting people into one group. But, you know, like, Triple M listeners. Yeah, right. I think I've done it there. <laughs> but it's like... Because, you, you know, we'd always have it on at work and stuff and... And it's, it's those old hits, like Impression That I Get and yeah, you know, yeah. Creep and well, a lot of the bands where they play only one of their songs and it's like, I'm thinking like, do, do they go in deeper? Do they dive in? Because I bought the Boston CD when it came. I'm like, <laughs> there's a full band behind that. Like, they're not just a one-hit wonder. <laughs> yeah, well, that was interesting watching. There was some footage of Mighty Boston's playing a benefit show, like maybe last year or the year before. And it was wild to see them play their other songs which are a fair bit heavier i guess than the hit uh, impression that i get (laughs) and people are like really skanking along really like getting into it and it was cool to see that that band actually have really faithful followers like they're not just that one hit wonder that that they are i guess that's the thing is like you can't feel sorry for someone having a hit because it's better than (laughs) having nothing at all (laughs) yeah because we see that we see that with comedy where you're like you like look down on someone who was like had a catchphrase or something, <laughs> not mentioning any name, but like, <laughs> but like, and it's like, well, yeah, and it's like, oh, it's much better that, you know, you got that like the comedians, comedian, where everyone respects them, but they never got big or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that is always a. I, I I wonder if that's tough to be that comedian, like that comedian's comedian. I don't know if that <laughs> I'm that. I don't know if you're that, but there are definitely some comics I think of that every. Every comic is talking like, about their did, bits. Didn't sell a lot of tickets, but everyone who saw it wanted, <laughs> wanted to become a comedian. <laughs> is that? Um, I think it was, apparently it's like Velvet Underground. They say that about that album. Oh, like, really? Didn't sell a lot. Didn't sell millions, but everyone who heard it started a band. Of it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, it was an interesting question. A few friends of mine were asking, like, what great band started a wave of shit bands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of those type of bands around where every person was like, oh, i got to do this. Yeah. Well, cause sometimes I guess if something seems simple and, and everyone's like, I'm going to do that. And it's mm. like, because like, like a lot of the music I like, you know, the last few years, I kind of, I hate the terminology, but, um, you know, like folky, folky punk. Folk like punk, pretty, yep. yeah. I don't like that because it makes you think like fiddles and... <laughs> I guess like acoustic sort of punk and I, I think like I'm like I love the simplicity of it and I, yeah. but not to a point of like oh yeah I can play that and then it's like it's not that easy that you think <laughs> well I think definitely in Melbourne um, uh, that there was a big wave of folk punk uh, in the, the uh, what do you call the um, the shirts would have done well <laughs> <laughs> the shirts you know like the uh, I should be able to think of it. What is it called? <laughs> like the flannelette. Kind yeah, of that's shirt. the word, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, the flanny that shirt. Red and 
Yeah, the red like tartan. It's like a look, you know. Yeah, well, I th- I feel I think there was a phrase where it might have been a comment that someone tweeted with like, um, Chuck Reagan sneezed and Melbourne caught folk punk or something yeah. like that. <laughs> the, the old revival tour. Yeah, <laughs> which was very. I feel like that was very popular for a few yeah. years. Yeah, well, it really hit a chord with me. No pun intended. <laughs> I don't even think that's a saying. I was just made it up. Struck a chord, mate. But like, I was just because of like, I guess. Yeah. Because that felt like a real connection because of that same thing of like a lot of them are like punks that are like slowed down. Matured, yeah, yep, yep. You know, and I felt, and I was like, and it's that like, I think I heard a term used when like against me got big and it was like, like quiet, quiet is the new loud. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cheesy, <laughs> but it, that kind of struck with me because it's like. With two chords, you can say what five chords. Yeah, right. That simplicity of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorites. Is um, Tim Barry. Do you know him? Um, yeah, yeah. I remember Tim Barry. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, like the music isn't fancy, but it just like really hits you, you know. But anyway, he's got a lot of emotion. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. And then, and it's like totally the opposite of what I would have liked when I was younger. Because yeah. I was like, and the, uh, that's part of maturing, I guess. <laughs> Did you ever have a new metal phase? Um, not really. That was probably coincide with my scar phase. So. Yeah, see, I think I went the other way. I, like, I did like 28 days though. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had a new metal phase and definitely liked a lot of like corn and Limp biscuit and stuff like that. So, a lot that, of anger issues. Yeah, just, you know, upset, divorced stuff parents. You, just. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. It's, uh, it, you could definitely see why it, why it worked. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like the right look and. Anger and yeah, energy. And, and kind of bounced off that that rap phase as well, like yeah. Eminem and stuff like that as well. <laughs> like some trends, you're like, how did that happen? But that's one where it's like, well, it's just perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's just music for angry young men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really capitalized on that yeah. market. Yeah. So, um, what what else, mate? You, you've told us about your that you're a bit of a rock star. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Quite, yeah. Comedy and... Uh, Comedian on the rise. Yeah. I reckon you've, uh, if you don't mind me plugging you, you've uh, really come along in leaps and bounds in this past year. Yeah, oh, thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, just really trying to give it a red hot go, as they say, and uh, just try and do as many gigs as I can. And uh, yeah, just trying... Because it's, it's a lot more fun. When you're not shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, I, I cringe thinking about my first few years. And it's, it's funny because it's like, thinking back, I was like, and a lot of people we know are like this, um, where they really want things to move quickly. And I was like that. I was like, I'm yeah. really like bitter and stuff. But then I think if I got big on that shitty gear, I was like, I'd hate to be known for that. I think there's a few clips floating around. Please don't. Yeah, well, I think even some of my material now, I just think this is probably not my best. <laughs> I still, I still got a ways to go to really, really kick it into gear. But um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I definitely try and work hard at it. Um, but other than that, I still work full time and have done many different jobs over the years. Uh, did an apprenticeship in printing a it's few all, years ago. It's all part of it, mate. It's all. Yeah, we just just your career is sort of like I, I definitely had that a few years. Shapes of, you as a person. Would you would you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, <state>? it does. <laughs> I definitely had a few years where I was just like, oh yeah, I'm just just working to earn money just so I can go to gigs and yeah. play in bands and stuff, um, and didn't really have much of a career. Yeah, I was. That's pretty much me the whole way through. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've never. That's like I've never really loved 
any of the work I've done. <laughs> I find people weird who love that. No, but I, I imagine that would be a great feeling to find something yeah. that you well, love. Because I do, I love the comedy stuff. So that's why it's like last couple of years have been really cool. And thanks if anyone's listening that supported me. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> I appreciate it. And keep doing it, please. <laughs> yeah. And I think... Um, I think what what I realized is there's this real trope in comedy. I've sort of used that word a few times today, but there's this real kind of like undertone of like, oh, it's impossible to ever make any money out of this and, and make it like, but I think there's people around like yourself and like maybe even people like I think of uh, uh, Peter Jones, who's a great comic getting around Melbourne. He's a... You just got to find a way. Yeah. Like it's not... Yeah. It's tough because it's not defined. Like it's there's very rare... I guess that's why radio is that like Mount Everest yeah, in Australia because yeah, yeah. that's one of the few things that's like come in, do it, go home and you can do that for a yeah. year or whatever until they fire you. But well, I think some people like they think like it's either be on breakfast radio or nothing and there's yeah. like so much stuff in between yeah. where you can make a living out of comedy and um, I guess eventually I'd like to sort of try yeah, and do that but it, I don't think I'm going to like well, that's why I was kind of joking about saying like our jobs shape you, but I'm also serious as well because that keeps me in good stead because a lot of those laboring was really tough. Like I've done, yeah, I've been on work sites like digging holes all day and stuff, and that's when you're a dumb shit kicker like me. That's what you got to do to get by. <laughs> I'm not complaining. There's a lot worse out there, you know. Yeah, People for sure. Struggling. I'm not saying poor me, but it was tough work. You you come home tired and dirty and stuff. But that keeps me in good stead for now when something gets a bit difficult. So, like, I'll tour around or whatever and you miss home a bit or you or it's a tough gig or whatever. But it's just, like, that's nothing compared to the tough work I've done, you know? And yeah, for sure. And I think it kind of keeps you honest as well. Like, I yeah. think I definitely have, like, I've always kept working while I've done comedy or music. And it sort of makes you relate to normal people a bit better. Like, yeah. I think... Sometimes people, there's this. You think like, because I don't sort of, I don't have a hard and fast rule with comedy, but like some of the arrogant ones I don't really like, who are like, like this has got to be heard kind of thing. Like this is important. (laughs) Do you think that keeps us down to earth, where we're like doing these jobs that are really are important or whatever? It's like feeding people and shit. Yeah, I think uh, they're telling it out, telling it how it is, guys. (laughs) <laughs> do you reckon you'd ever see yourself becoming a telling like this guy <laughs> no because i don't know how it is <laughs> i actually had a i haven't said it for a while but i had a bit where i started my shows and, and i said um don't worry i'm not not doing political gear because i reckon no because I, I just moved out from living with my parents and that was like my early 30s yeah and i said if you're into your 30s and still living with your parents like you've got no right to tell anyone how the world works because that's the truth like i'm trying to sort my own shit out and yeah and that's the thing i've learned and and you see a fair bit of this with people's political views where they realize like they've changed or what and like Mm. they realize it's not as clear cut as they used to say when they were younger and oh for sure and stuff and that's what i've kind of found <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't understand a lot of it either i don't understand a lot of the, the politics and stuff so like well i definitely work it out yeah had a thing of like of being like vegan for a long time and that kind of stemmed out of punk music and 
um, you know, being interested in politics. I think that kind of got ramped up by bands like, you know, yeah. Propagandi. And I remember going to a Propagandi gig last, oh, the, earlier this year, a friend of mine uh, took me along and it got me revved up about those things again. Yeah. And it's kind of good to be reminded of that. But then again, I'm like, my opinions on that are still not clear for myself. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, I, no, I was, I was really like that. And then you get older and think that's, it's very simplistic to this. Oh, yeah. This sucks. This sucks. Like <laughs> racism shit. <laughs> I hate the government shit, which is true. But, <laughs> but also, I also realize it's very, very easy to just say, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's easy to say that stuff's easy and do nothing, which is what I'm doing now. <laughs> so I was like, I, I, and I still talk to a lot of people who, like you were saying about Jamie, and he he actually does stuff, which I'm like, it's really impressive, you know, like politically with, with the Animal Justice Party and stuff. And I, I feel so inferior because I don't do anything. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm envious of those people who can commit and <laughs> yeah can c- c- commit and actually like I-, I think i'm like that with some things but not not yeah. everything it feels like such an easy cop out to blame being a parent but it's like <laughs> i can't really take my kids to protest and i can't you know and like yeah, well maybe they'll they'll hit an age where you can and you can start well you know yeah there's like some of these issues aren't as, as simple as they appear <laughs> No, definitely not. Especially the complex ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've kind of kind of covered it for both of us today, haven't we? We're sort of yeah. Well, um, introduction episode. Um, <laughs> wanted to let people know what it's all about. Uh, if anyone listened to this, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, that's kind of what we want to do: is have a yarn, get to know each other, get to know hopefully guests. If anyone is willing to. Uh, <laughs> Come into the discussion zone, as we call the studio here. <laughs> no one calls it that. I just made that up. But What's um? Have we we haven't really thought about a name yet, have we? We well, we've, no, we've, we've thrown we've, a couple of ideas yeah. around. Should we have a vote? <laughs> I do. I, we just come off talking about politics, so I'm a big democracy fan. <laughs> well, I think, or, or you could just be a dictator and shoot. <laughs> I think maybe we'll just maybe we uh, we'll, we've got to give it a name so we can put it online. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you suggested the chat zone. <laughs> Uh, that was a very rough <laughs> example. I don't think use that. Or um, and then it'll probably become that. Uh, we we talked about uh, maybe I'm all ears. I like that one. That's yeah, a good one. I'm all ears. Um, my ears are burning. No. My ears are burning. <laughs> pull up a pull up a chair and have a yarn, mate. No, that's a bit long. Yeah. Another one was uh, what? Uh, now we're talking. That that that's not too bad. Yeah. So maybe I we- feel like. It's probably someone's probably done that in the world. <laughs> yeah, surely there's got to be a now we're talking, but uh, that that sort of almost sounds like a could be like a fishing show or something like now we're yeah. talking, now we're talking, now we're fishing. I like that idea of like pull up a rock, mate. And <laughs> that's why like I'm all ears because it's like or, or yeah, I'm all ears or like pull up a pew. I like that those <laughs> yeah. kind of sayings. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure we will have given it a name by the time this comes out, but. Um, what have you got coming up, Like, Box? comment. Like, comment, subscribe. subscribe to whatever it's called. When Yeah, if we, well, if, any, if either one of us knows how to do that stuff. I don't yeah, know. I'm sure I can figure it out. Um, what, uh, what have you got coming up before the end of the year? Um, I've got a little bit of touring. I'm doing South Australia. I'm doing uh, Castlemaine. Great. My first... 
I went there a few years ago with a, a group of comics, but this will be my first show by myself. Uh, Belgrave, go, hopping on the Puffing Billy. <laughs> and then, yeah, and also just the train. getting ready for the festivals and that next year. And Yeah, how about you, mate? Um, yeah, just got a couple of gigs coming up at the end of the year, but uh, my Sunday gig, Stay Gold, is on every... Uh, every Sunday, uh, we're just taking a day off on the 29th. Still uh, in the in the front the bar. New of, area now. <laughs> yeah, still in the front bar of Stay Gold in Brunswick. Uh, so I, I got to do the first night there, I think. Yeah, was, yeah, in the was, front uh, bar. It must I must have must have gone so well that they said, <laughs> "Let's keep it in here." To go back to the other. One. Uh, I think there was a book thing. It was like a witch's book or something. Yeah, the they had a a, a a book launch for a witch, uh, which yeah, that's great. Um, and then all these like um, kind of punks suburban middle aged mums come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To watch the witch us comedy after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they come in like they kind of like I don't know why. Some venues make you go through the pub to try and get you to get a drink or something, but they all yeah. come through there. <laughs> good on them. Yeah, it's a um, good gig, mate. Well done. Thank you. That's uh, so that, and then yeah, just on the uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Serlo underscore on those things, and Ben Serlo on Facebook. Get on the socials. Oh, I love the socials. Uh, Aaron Gox, where where can we find you? Um, At Goxy. If you're in Ballarat, yeah, I'm on the same Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Haven't done any of the younger people's ones yet. <laughs> um, Not on TikTok. What's the other one? Snapchat. Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat, TikTok. Nah. I'm trying to get YouTube going, but yeah. YouTube is uh, is a hard one. It's a weird one. Oh, well, maybe we can film a couple of these and put them up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's it for today. Um, whatever we decide to call the podcast, tell your friends. But yeah, um, just want to say it'll get a lot better. This is a... <laughs> We're both dipping our uh, toes into this. This is a little te- little tester pilot episode. Yeah, we'll but it was it. nice, and we're going to have guests hopefully. And yeah, but uh, tell your mates. Uh, Stay subscribe. tuned. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Like, subscribe. <laughs> All right, cheers, Goxie. Cheers, Cello.